Open your hearts up because you you got a double treat tonight. Not just Todd the amazing loud, not just Karina the stupendous, brilliant loud, um, but you get both of them tonight. So, um, <laughs> and you're going to find out in just a minute that's a win-win, baby. So, would you welcome Todd or Karina, whoever's starting? talk after the way you guys honor people it's funny it's it's awesome um i really it's kind thank you very much for doing that very kind um (laughs) i dare you to preach at this church if you are if you hate attention (laughs) because it's gonna it's gonna break you um yeah let's pray holy spirit we love that you're here. We, we love how you're moving here. We love that you're the friend that always stays around to encourage our hearts, to show us how to do things, to, <laughs> to show us when we're making bad decisions or good ones. Thank you for your presence in this room right now. And I ask you to just move around hearts right now, move into ears and hearts, God, in fact, all of us, I ask for all carnality to just be gone from our ears so we just hear only what you want to say. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Tenderize and soften our hearts, God. Tenderize and soften these hearts of ours. If there's anything that just today caused us to have some stone built around our heart, We offer that over to you and say, just tenderize our hearts now, God. Chip away. Take away the stony heart. And thank you for turning it into a heart of flesh that knows your kisses. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We we need to feel your presence. Thank you, God. We don't want to know just about you, but we want to know you deep. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I am so thankful that it's not as hot as it was here last week. Oh, my, aren't you? I mean, that just deserves a big worship service right there. <laughs> uh, have, you ever, have you ever had little arguments with God? <laughs> For instance... For instance, like this one that I probably never have had. Why did you make me one of these humans that doesn't like heat and then tell me to move to Pleasanton? That's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking, is it so that I can be, have gratitude that I don't live in Arizona, you know? But my fantasy is to live in New Zealand during the summer months here because it's winter there and then move back here during the, the, the summer months there one day. 
I'm jabbering on, sorry. Um, oh, goodness. Um, I want to tell you a testimony um, real quick. I was going to, I took, a, we have this chalkboard at our house. We have two chalkboards that one is right as you come into the house. It's a thank you board, and we write things that we're thankful for. Coffee is always on that board, no matter what we put. It is. Um, and uh, And depending on what's happening on our, on our Thursday night group or whatever, if somebody a certain a certain uh, college age person is leading worship, we'll put their name up there because we are thankful for them. They always take pictures of it. But we have another chalkboard that's in the kitchen as well, and um, they just write on it all the time. So whenever our meetings are over at our house, you never know what's going to be on that board. This week, there was a picture of Batman, this, the Batman symbol, but then it said Shalom on it. <laughs> And I still don't know what that's supposed to mean. But, um, but I took a picture of it. I almost put it on our Blazing Fire Facebook chat thing, whatever, one of those things, um, to show it to you guys. But I was going to put it with the following story, um, which is this Thursday night at our house, um, uh, I, just, I just wanted to share the testimony that there's a, there's a young guy that comes to our house. I think he's maybe 24 and um, he's been around for a long time, and um, but he's kind of he's got a little shyness to him, you know. One of the sweetest dudes you can meet, but when he talks uh, to you, he's he's got this soothing voice, you know. And you think, I bet he could sing, you know. So I asked years ago, "Do you sing?" He's like, "I, I don't, I, I want to, but I don't know, I don't know." And um. And uh, years later, this last Thursday night, he led worship for the first time ever and, <laughs> and um, sang in front of people for the first time ever even. Um, but, oh, my gosh, it was ju- it just just to believe in someone and then watch that thing happen. He got boldness in him. He, he went off into some spontaneous stuff and just his... Not only was his voice awesome, but the anointing was really there. His heart is definitely a worship leader. And so I just wanted to share that because we get to witness some fun things like that sometimes and be a part of it. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to, Karina and I are, are going to share a little bit about um, a subject matter that might make some of you stand up and leave right now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Come up here. Come up here right now. Come up here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's service. Being a servant. It's being a servant. Yeah. But not just just, um, kind of being a servant, but a hardcore one. Uh, Are are we preaching about this because we need help at Blazing Fire? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Duh. <laughs> but also, um, much more, much more than that, much more than that. This is not a manipulating sermon here. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Who said that? Cat? All right. Mm. All right. Uh, <sighs> yeah, um, we were actually talking about preaching about this at our elder meeting, and, and this came up, and, and Brent asked us to. And, um, and we're like, yeah, we're on it. And um, so ever since that moment, 
I've heard Charity Church Mouse and Salty the Singing Songbook in my head singing about being a servant. Charity Church, you guys know who I'm talking about? These are, these, when my kids were little, do you know Salty? The, no, you, oh. Um, the younger generation, my kids, uh, in our house, we had Salty the Singing Songbook. Check it out, look it up. It's actually like an outfit from the 70s, I think. They did a few, they, they did a few more modern things in the early 90s-ish, but that was pretty much it. But there was, it was a big blue book who would sing and tell, tell about the Bible, sing about morals. Um, and um, you know what I'm talking about? Hey, how old are you? 24. Okay, good. Yeah, my son is 23. He knows. Um, uh, and um, they, so they had these videos. We showed these things. Um, Sierra, who led worship tonight, you know, she could attest that we had those on in the house all the time. And... Um, and <laughs> and Salty would sing this song all the time, and it has been stuck in my head for the past two weeks, um, which, which is, um, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, hey, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, Learn to be the servant of all. Yeah. And then there was another character that, would, that was introduced into the series of this. And it was, she was Charity Church Mouse. And, and she would come in. Yeah. And she had this really obnoxious high voice and would, and would sing and stuff. And, um, and she sang a song, too, that was like, make me a servant, humble and meek. You know that song? Ah, I love it. So I, I was looking up those videos. Um, yeah, was it yesterday morning, the day before? And I was I was showing my son, look at this nostalgia. And he was looking at it. He goes, oh, I feel so good and horrified. These characters scared me so much. When he... <laughs> Did they scare you, Sierra? The bad. There was Risky Rat, the bad guy. He was scary. He was really scary. But... But, <laughs> um, but the cool thing is they would teach kids about serving, you know. And then there was Barney. Oh. Clean up, clean up, everybody do your share. Clean up, clean up, everybody everywhere. I might have gotten the words mixed up. But, hey, you know, big purple dinosaur, singing blue book, scary mouse all teaching us about <laughs> being a servant and blessing other people. Um, but I love how those th- things stick with you, you know, for a long time. Um, when I was uh, a, a younger kid, I actually, or, or not so much younger, when I was a teenager, I had happened upon some of these salty things, and those songs stuck with me back, from back then, you know. Um, and for me, uh, that's been a part of what I'm, I've grown up with. I'm really thankful for that. Did I, was I a perfect servant always? Heck no. Have I had selfishness in me? Laziness? Yes, I have had that from time to time. But I am thankful, though, for the message of serving because it's, it's done a lot of great things in my life. It's brought favor to me, and it's caused me to, um, it's caused me to see people in a, in a good light, I think. 
And I just want to talk a little bit about some of that. Some of this, yes, is in relation to here. We, we need help in our church. We need help in our little church with the Pepto-Bismol carpet. We do. <laughs> if you don't know this, year, like a decade ago, I used to sit right there and lead worship at 4 o'clock in the morning every day for two years. Well, not every day, uh, every, every, every few days. And, um, and, and this carpet was there then, and I actually sang about the color of this. Um, because a lot of the times there was nobody else in the room except for me and God and Holy Spirit and angels and Jesus. And so I think they thought it was funny that I was singing about the Pepto-Bismol carpet. Um, that was our house of prayer. Oh, wow. I, I'm, okay, Todd. I apologize. So... Um, I am going to use glasses. I am getting to that place where it's more and more needed. Um, hey. Oh, we're at Blazing Fire. No. <laughs> uh, I do want to read out of Matthew uh, 20, 17 through 28. Check this out. Jesus, now well on the way to Jerusalem, took the twelve um, off to the side of the road and said, Listen to me carefully. We are on our way up to Jerusalem. When we get there, the Son of Man will be betrayed to the uh, religious leaders and scholars. They will uh, sentence him to death. He's talking about himself. Um, They will then hand him over to the Romans for mockery and torture and crucifixion. On the third day, he will be raised up alive. It was about that time when the mother of Zebedee, of the Zebedee brothers, came, um, as the sons of Zebedee, came with her to two sons and knelt before Jesus with a request. What do you want? Jesus asked. She said, give me your word that these two sons of mine will be awarded the highest place of honor in your kingdom. One at your right hand and one at your left. Dang. <laughs> Presumptuous. Uh, Jesus responded, you have no idea what you're asking. <laughs> and he said to James and John, are you capable of drinking the cup that I'm about to drink? They said, sure, why not? <laughs> and he was probably still thinking, you have no idea what you're talking about. Jesus said, come to think of it, you are going to drink my cup. Now, I love that. I love that right there because I think, where are they going? Oh, wait. <laughs> Because that's what we do. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, he says, you, you are going to drink my cup. But as uh, two awarding places of honor, that's not my business. My father's taking care of that. Jesus said, oh, oh sorry. Um, when the ten others heard about this, they lost their tempers, thoroughly disgusted with those two brothers. So Jesus got uh, to, together to settle things down. He said, You've observed how godless rulers throw their weight around, how quickly a little power goes to their heads. It's not going to be that way with you. Whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Whoever wants to be first among you uh, must be your slave. That is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, not to be served, and and then to give away his life in exchange for the many who are held hostage. Okay? 
this this reminds me so much of how um, church folk are about church stuff. You know, I want to be the pastor. I want to be behind the pulpit because I have a message to say, you know, which may be entirely true. But then when it comes to, but are you willing to carry what comes with that? Are you willing to even consider what comes with that? It's not easy. There's a lot of behind the scenes that we would be fools for telling you about, you know, but we could tell you some of the technical details of it, not the intimate ones. Uh, and it, it just reminds me of that, how, how we, it's, it, it's, it's so easy to want certain things. And then when you hear what all, it all entails, you think, oh, wait, wait, I'm, I'm not so sure about that, you know. I mean, it's just kind of the same as, like, I want a massive house. I really want a big house. I do, I do. We do, because we want to hold more people in it, basically. But I want a big house. I want a big house. I want a big house. And God goes, okay, here you go. Are you going to clean it? <laughs> you know? Are you going to clean it? Are you, gonna, are you going to be a good steward of that house? I want a really fancy car. I want, a, I want a speed racer. That's an old thing, too. Um, <laughs> I want an old car. Oh, I mean, I want a, a speedy car, a sports car. Here you go. Are you going to be a good steward and keep yourself alive? Are you going to break the rules? Are you going to get hurt, hurt other people? You know? And are you going to maintain it the right way? You know, so that it continues to be a good car. Kind of the same thing. You know, Jesus is saying here to these other disciples that are getting really upset that these two are even talking about this special honor, you know. And he's saying, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, learn to be a servant of everyone. Just like Salty's song says. It's a biblical song. Uh, Learn to be great. I mean, if you want to be great, learn to be a servant of all. Now, like I said, we're not bringing this forth today because... Because blazing fire needs your help, even though that is the truth all the time. Um, but actually, this, this is going to take you into promotion in your life if you get this in every area of your life. If we get this, let me talk to myself as well. I, I don't like saying you, actually, because this I know this is all about myself, too, because I, I need this message over and over in my mind, in my heart. <clears throat> um, this is a principle that goes all over the map in business, uh, in the in, in the marketplace, in in the grocery store, everywhere. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing when you turn yourself, when you turn your focus off of you, and you turn it outward, and start to prefer others, like the Bible tells us to do, and um, and serve them, and come in low. How God lifts you up. <laughs> It's amazing, but it, it works every time, um, even if you don't see it immediately, which that's not actually the goal. That, that'll actually stunt some of your growth right there, if that's your motive, is to get immediate gratification um, and even immediate growth that you can see. Some things take time, you know, but learn to be the servant of all. That's your enemies. That's your friends. That's somebody who just uh, offended you, <laughs> somebody uh, you don't agree with, uh, learn to be the servant of all. 
in our Thursday night group, we've been talking about, um, we've been going through Romans, Romans 8, a couple weeks ago, Romans 5 this week, in the message. If you haven't read Romans in the message, you should read it in the message. It's, it's so, it causes you to feel so alive about what it says. And, uh, but I've been listening to it um, while I do yard work, whenever I get a chance to, when it's not so hot. Um, listening to the Bible and listening to the Romans. And um, in all of Romans, there's several parts where it's telling you to do the same thing, to serve and to bless others and to be um, a blessing to your enemies. Um, it's, it even says in that version to go out and do something extra special for your enemies. <laughs> and that's, that's really hard to think of sometimes, but um, it really does something to your heart and it will open doors with them. It's not always a guarantee. It will change their heart. You know, people are in different places, but it will definitely do something for yours and definitely plant a seed inside of their heart. Um, but, yeah, we, but, in, but in talking about um, serving in a situation like church, for instance, we're coming together. Over the years, we've become more and more family in this church, and we thank God for that. We need that dynamic. We've been having picnics and get-togethers and, uh, you know, lingering and all that and, um, and just declaring, yes, that we are a family. And so, so be it. We are that. And a family needs help. A family needs help. There's some things that I wrote in my notes that I thought, ooh, that's going to sound maybe, maybe, maybe that won't be too palatable for some because of the way I can say, sometimes say things. Um, but then Karina came home just today um, from something, and she was listening to a Bethel teaching that was just happening this week. And they were saying the exact same thing that I wrote down on uh, in my notes. And I thought, well, if Bethel can say it, I can too. So, <laughs> Right? Because <laughs> I love Bethel. It was actually Banning who was talking on this exact um, subject. But uh, it's, it's the family dynamic. It's the family dynamic in your house. He made references to Thanksgiving. And what does Thanksgiving Day look like and the preparation for the Thanksgiving Day? And I was making references to everyday life, um, what the goings-on of the house, the functioning of the house. Basically, that let's, let's take the Thanksgiving analogy. Um, you know, mom and dad, these days a lot of dads too, um, cooking the dinner, you know, and uh, cooking some dinner in the kitchen all day, prepping the table, getting ready. Uh, <laughs> and um, if, if there's little kids in the house, they, um, they might want to do a little bit of help. You, you might not want them to do too much help, lest you have a strange turkey or whatever. Um, same with the Christmas tree, you know. I think Sierra knows this, that when they were tiny, they used to decorate some of the tree and they'd go to bed and we're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. We'd put it, you know, they're all in that one spot. But <laughs> you knew that, right? Okay, okay, good. Uh, <laughs> she's like, I'm never going to lead worship here again. <laughs> um, thank you for leading worship, you too. Um, That makes me want to bunny trail something about you. I'm going to bookmark something about the worship leading in reference to this message, actually. Bookmark, Todd. Um, 
Oh, man. Where were, oh, thanks, thank you. Uh, Thanksgiving. The preparations for the Thanksgiving meal, you know. But as... Um, and, oh, and so you invite guests and you tell the guests, no, 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 no. I want you to relax and be a guest. I want you to feel at home and I want you to just receive the hospitality, you know. Um, like the guests at your church who come in, you know. But when you become family, now we're all going to help to bless the guests. We're all going to pitch in. The little kids that once, you know, spilled the gravy everywhere are now teenagers and they need to help because they're capable and you're teaching them how to have their own Thanksgiving someday. If you don't, um, they're going to miss out, you know? So it's, it would be a responsible parent to teach them how to serve also, how to take part, you know? I mean, my gosh, we just got back from Uganda where it's, it's a little bit of a different, a lot different dynamic there where you see um, the kids this tall, and I'm not kidding, like this tall, three, four, five years old, out on the sides of the road uh, carrying water. And you're like, where are your parents? There's fast cars going by. But, they're, I mean, everybody pitches in, everybody, you know. And they don't complain about it. It's just a way of life. Um, we've gotten accustomed to a different thing here. But, um, but really, I mean, your kids start getting older and capable. They need to chip in in the house. They need to take the garbage out. They need to mow the lawn once in a while, you know, and learn how to run the house, start doing their own laundry. Um, just the same it is in a church, you know. I was thinking about this whole analogy, and I thought, gosh, the only it, what it is is maturity to become that causes you to become a servant, and becoming a servant causes you to mature more. It's actually the immature person who doesn't want to to do this. <laughs> it is. But I was, so I was thinking about that analogy and I thought, gosh, the only person in the house really who, who isn't even capable of maturing like that is the dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? So in essence, I'm saying we don't want to be like the dog in the house, right, where we never grow to that maturity and help. Are you okay with me saying all these things? Huh? Is, is, is our dog, he's wondering if our dog's okay. He's not here. So he might beat me up when we get home. They do, yeah, he does greet. Yeah, we'll see if he comes to the door tonight. If you haven't met our dog, by the way, he's this big and, um, and when we got him, Karina wanted to name him Max. And I was like, oh, I for me, that's a common name, you know. But she's like, I don't know. He just looks like a Max to me. And she was right. He is. That's what he is. But I officially named him Maximus Decimus Meridius, you know. Huh? <laughs> um, so he's got a big name for a little dog, but we just call him Max. Or Mr. Cute. But um, anyway, so, so the dog, the cat, the fish... We have a Mr. Fish in the house, are the only ones really that, that are not capable of growing into this maturity and serving. And we sure are above the animals, right? So we want to grow in this maturity. Amen? Amen means let this prayer be true, <laughs> okay? We do, we want to. And if we don't want to, we should want to. So we could turn around and go, 
God, I want to be a servant. I want to learn what it's like. If it's laziness that's keeping you from wanting that, then, then start working with the Holy Spirit on that, you know? I have had some lazy streaks in my life. And, um, and so, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm freely admitting that to you, but I know it. And when I really see it trying to kick in, I go, oh, mm-mm, I talk to it, actually. No, you don't. <laughs> I do. I, I, I do the attitude, the snap, the whole thing. I, sh- I do the whole, you know, I, I do. I really do. Uh-huh. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, impress. Oh, thank you. Why? Because I'm, Oh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I know, uh, so I do, I get, I get the attitude and, um, and I'm like, no, no, you're not going to do that to me. You're not going to take over. I'm going to have energy and, um, continue to, um, I'm going to continue to be proactive. Uh, so, um, are you okay with my dog analogy? I'm not calling anyone dogs. I wasn't looking at any one particular person. I don't know these situations. Um, if you identify, I apologize. <laughs> so, you know, but just deal with it with God. Anyway, uh, so, um, <laughs> oh, man. Maybe I wasn't supposed to preach tonight. Mm. Also, if you, if you do um, put, put the work off, if you do put off serving, um, eventually everyone around you is going to have to do your portion. This analogy of the kids growing up, what happens if they will not, uh, if they don't mature into servanthood, they, be, they get older, they need more food, they take up more space, and they create more messes, and... Um, and then if they're, not take, if they're not doing their part, that is double time for the other people in the house. Then exhaustion or burnout comes. And then your leaders don't even want to lead anymore. I mean, the parents don't even, you know, don't even want to take care of the house anymore. <laughs> Whoopsie. Whoopsie. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's well. It's true. Um, uh, I, also, I was thinking. Um, there's, there's so. This is a subject matter that really could be talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Because there's so many different ways to serve. There's, there's so many avenues. There's so many uh, different ways to even counsel your own heart, to, um, to counsel people around you. If you are a business owner, how to even talk to your crew, you know. Um, in a non-manipulating way, but to encourage them to serve. Um, so we could talk about this for a long time, but we don't have a long time. So I wanted to just jump on a couple things that were sticking out to me and, and thinking about this. One of those things was basically personal. Um, I was really getting struck and hit with personal sacrifice in order to be a servant to other people, in other, order to bless other people. Um, for instance, fasting. That's a real big one, you know, and controversial in some circles. But, um, but really, the, the, um, the act of giving something up, you know, typically it's food, um, in order to um, focus really hard on a particular subject matter to pray for, um, 
which does not bend God's ear any more than if you're not fasting, but it actually does something to you, which causes you to get in touch with what you're praying for more and to hear him clearer. Um, that's what fasting does, by the way. Uh, but, um, but when you do put someone else on, on, um, on the table that you're praying for while you're doing something like sacrificing of your own self, it's incredible the power that comes. And I think it's both you and the Lord creating this power that comes over your own prayers for someone. You know, I, I, um, I did this once for my, for, for someone, someone in my family, um, many years ago, I mean, years and years back, it was somebody who was um, in trouble and I thought I'm going to fast for them, um, fast and pray for them. And so I did it for a week and, um, it's remarkable during that week, this guy gave up, um, a lot of things. He gave his life over to the Lord. Not only that, but he got baptized and the Holy Spirit started running around the church. Um, and he was addicted to smoking and he got free from that. In that all in that one week. Oh, and found his wife. Uh, I mean, they didn't get married that week. They just, he knew who it was that week, you know. So, yeah, you want me to fast for you? Um, <laughs> Donnelly, you're so fun. Thank you. If you ever do preach here, just look at Domley. Um, uh, don't preach at Domley. Just let her, you know, encourage you. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but, but something like that. But a, something sacrificial about yourself. Um, of course, we all know um, taking some money that you have and giving it away, even if you're like, man, but that's my lunch right there. Or that's... That's my whatever, you know. Of course, be wise with paying your bills, paying what you need to pay. But if you've got, you know, if you've got something that even, isn't even excess and somebody's got a need, just go for it, you know. Just, just go for it. It is a sacrifice to you. It's a blessing to them, and it comes back on you anyway. It does. It really does. Like I said, that's not the motive. That shouldn't be the motive. But yet, it's the benefit that God gives us. Um, yeah, I, yeah. So I want to read something here um, out of Galatians five thirteen. It is absolutely clear. Hey, I'm doing it without my glasses. It's absolutely absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this uh, freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want for yourself. Um, and destroy your freedom. And then check out what it says next. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you love yourself. That's an act of true freedom. I'm going to read that one more time. For my own self. You could leave if you want to, but I just need to hear it again. Um, It is absolutely clear that God has called you to a a free life. Amen. Amen. Just make sure that you don't use that freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom will grow. That's how it grows. Isn't that cool? It grows by serving one another in love. So if you're if you are in here and you're like man, serving is is, is hard, you know. Um, I, I I I do need to pray for myself to want to serve. Good, 
Good, bless you. I, I have too, and I do still. Um, but if it's, if it's a challenge for you, just think of it this way. Like, I want freedom in my life to grow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to serve because it's a guarantee by God that freedom's going to grow. And I need freedom. Freedom from even the very thought that causes you to not want to serve. Hey, <laughs> you know, sorry. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just, I, I don't know. That, that scripture was um, something I was meditating on this week. And, uh, and you could really meditate on that for about a month. And then really start letting it get through and through to you, you know. Um, and also I wanted to say, if you're serving, serve well. Just serve well. Use integrity to serve. Because if you serve and just do a half-baked job, I have to watch my phrases, and just do a halfway job, uh, then other people are going to have to pick up the slack, and there's really no reason for you to have done it in the first place. You know what I mean? Um, it's like the shopping carts. You're done with the shopping cart, and you're like, oh, I'm going to not leave it right here. I'll prop it over here so that someone still has to go and get it, you know, and put it back in its proper place, which is like 10 feet away from me. That's one of my pet peeves. <laughs> That's one of my pet. At Christmas time this year, I, I, was, I was leaving Walmart, and I was sitting in my car, and I was, I was putting on a song by Angela Johnson, another, her Bunkwee Christmas album. And, um, <laughs> and uh, so I was sitting there, like, listening to, to all this bon music. And I, I looked over, and I saw this dude get in his car and prop the cart right next to his car because the, the island was right there next to his car. And I was like, I was getting all in judgment. And I was so, I was like, oh, how, what, how lazy. Oh, I'm sorry. I said it's right next to his car. But the cart thing was two spaces over is what I meant to say. So he could have just gone right there, but no, he propped it up where it's going to be a problem for someone else coming in. And so I'm watching that, and I'm like, How, what's, what's his problem, you know? And, the, and then he left, and then God says, well, you go put it back. <laughs> That's happened a lot of times, you guys. How dare that person throw that gum wrapper on the ground? Litter. God's like, well, you pick it up and put it in the, in the trash then. You know, but every time that's happened and I feel kind of stupid a little bit, you know, I'm just like, oh, okay, you're right. You know, and, but I do it and I just feel so much better. And it's weird how the judgment instantly leaves me. Freedom comes. Hey, <laughs> your friend. <laughs> so I hope that makes, am I making sense? I feel kind of all over the place, but uh, tonight. It's the heat of this week, I think, you know, but, uh, um, but there's a, there's a cool verse about this, um, about serving well. If, oh, I'm sorry. I was on the serving well thing. Serve, serve as best you can do a better job. Use integrity. If you borrow something, return it better than it was when you got it. Not broken, you know, um, if you're supposed to be on time for something and people are waiting for you, be on time. Um, if you are, uh, 
Yeah, there's a lot of examples. Just be a good, <laughs> just be a good servant. Be be kind and courteous to the needs of everyone around you, and not just what you serving yourself. And um, but do an excellent job at it. You know, if you're like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go clean somebody's house for them. Just pick things up, dust everywhere. We need some people. Okay, house is clean. All right, I see that in the back. Um, <laughs> We're all going to go to Catherine's house tonight and clean her house. Amen. <laughs> and then we'll watch a movie. Uh, no, but just do an excellent job. And I've got something on this. Colossians 3, 23 uh, through 25. Servants, do what you're told by your earthly masters. And don't just do the minimum that will get you by. Do your best. Work from the heart for your real master for God your real master God, confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Hey, keep in mind that always that uh, the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. You know, do everything you do is unto the Lord. It is that way anyway, particularly or not particularly in anything you do, no matter what you're doing. But in this church situation, my goodness, I mean, we're in the house of the Lord, you know, right here. And, um, and you're serving people who are coming to find out about the Lord. You're serving people that are leading other people to worship the Lord, you know, worship God. Um, what an amazing place to serve, you know, is in, in the, the, the body of Christ, right inside the church. Uh, and then I just wanted to lastly mention this. Um, this is Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Don't be uh, misled. No one make, makes a fool out of God. Um, what a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. And he'll have uh, to show for this life, is, and what he'll have to show for this life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth, work in him, harvests a crop of real life, real eternal life. Uh, man, you will sow what you reap in this life no matter what you do. It's just a part of the kingdom. In fact, that is all over the Bible, sowing and reaping thing. It's just the way God set things up. Um, so as you are serving, as you're being a blessing to other people, it's going to come back on you. It's going to come back on you. It doesn't mean that somebody's going to instantly come to your house and mow your lawn, you know. But eventually you're going to start feeling a change in your own self, Mm-hmm. And then you're, all, you're also going to see um, things being done for you that you didn't even expect, where one day probably you'll look back and go, oh, whoa, when, when, did, when did these people start helping me? Or when did this start getting easier for me? Or however the Lord cho- chooses to do it, there's going to be a great harvest. Um, so that's it. I just wanted to talk about that. My dearest wife is going to come up and share a little more on this. Okay. My only wife, by the way. Go to end at eight thirty, right? Okay. I could do this. Ten minutes. I could do it. Um, that was really good, honey. So good. I, I wanted to um, add that we really are a family. That um, we we really value. We need you, and we don't want to do this without you. So. Um, 
a lot of times I, this message I heard Banning was talking about how when we view church as a business or what I can get instead of what I can add, that's where we start hitting some challenges. But because we've chosen to be family, we've chosen each other, um, we, we come to church and say, what, what can I add tonight? We, we want to stir up expectancy in your heart. We want you to, um, to know that when you come here, you really add to what we're doing, that what you carry is valuable. And uh, the elders, we don't want we, we to run this race by ourselves. We, we refuse to. If that, if that were the case, we would have quit a long time ago. We, we want to do this as a family. So... We appreciate you. We appreciate all of you that serve. Um, I'm thinking of Charles Rizal and Tina, who continually, week after week, um, have improved our sound system. They're part of the worship team. They're incredible. I, I'm so grateful for each of you. And yes. So many of you add who you are, and um, and. You welcome the newcomers. Uh, you make them feel, feel welcome. Uh, Todd and I, we when we do premarital counseling, we do that a lot because we have so many young people in our lives getting married now, so we get to do that with them. And so a lot of times what we tell them is learn to outserve each other. Um, I've gone to Cambodia a few times. Todd's been to Uganda twice, and then I got to go with him this last time. But he always tries to do some awesome project while I'm gone, and he wants everything clean for when I come back. And that is the best thing, you know, to come home to a clean house to me and, and to have uh, some new project that he's worked on. I, I love that. And so when he goes to Uganda, I, I, last time I was out there trying to pull these really heavy-duty weeds, and it, I didn't, it wasn't a success because he does most of the yard work, but I wanted things to look nice for him. I wanted things to, I wanted him to come home and, and be blessed by that, um, so I think he was probably blessed by more of my effort, but in, in relationships, in marriage, you're learning how to, to outserve. How can I, um, how can I give them, you know, and sacrifice and, and bless them not um, really looking at what I can always get, but how can I really give? And so if you can do that in relationship, it, your, your relationships are going to so grow and flourish. And um, a lot of times we think about, you know, it's not about Todd and I like, okay, you're not pulling your share. You're not, you're not doing your part. Um, we try not to look at marriage that way, but, but how we can bless and serve. So I want to talk real quick about a few ways a few things that are obstacles for us in, in get sure, thank you. A few things that, um, that are challenges for us, not, not just serving in the church, but when we decide to go after our dreams and what, what kind of things we encounter and, and uh, why, why it's hard. And, and some of this has been my own journey, and then I've talked to others too. So the first one is... Um, we ask this question, is this going to require more from me than I'm willing or able to give? And I've, I've asked that question. If I commit to this, how, it's, what, what am I going to have to sacrifice? What's, what's the exchange here? And when you say yes to something, it can feel unsettling if you don't have boundaries. So 
I know for me, it took me a while to really have boundaries, so I would hesitate saying yes, because then it feels like, well, then everybody's going to come into my garden and take whatever they want whenever they want, because I have not set up good boundaries. So I, I want to challenge you, if, um, if that's a question that comes up for you, like, well, I don't want to say yes to this, because I feel like it's going to re- require too much for me, from me, um, really ask God, do, do I need to have more boundaries? You can say yes, but you can say yes and I'm, I can only commit to this. Um, and then another thing that comes up quite often that I've felt, and I know many people feel, is there's this fear that you're going to miss out. Our kids, for instance, we have amazing kids in our church. They are awesome. Many of you have helped with the kids. I know I always feel like I get so much more than when I give, when I spend time with the kids. But for some, you know, we have great services in here. So it feels like if I'm in here uh, or if I'm over there and not in here, what am I going to be missing? And I know when I really check myself there, when I have felt that, like, I don't want to miss the service. I don't want to, or whatever it is in your life. um, It's that feeling like there's not enough to go around, like... Almost like, you know, feeling like an orphan in some ways when you've done without, so you have to do everything you can to make sure you're not going to miss out on a thing. Kind of like this young man that Brent, Pastor Brent encountered. So um, I encourage you, go to God and ask him, what, what's, really the, what's really going on there? What is that fear that I feel like I'm going to miss out? What do you want me to know about that? And then um, another one is maybe... You've been looking in the mirror too long. And what I mean by that is because we value heart healing and we value really taking care of yourself and self-care and all that, all those good things. Um, I know recently this was a struggle for me. I was noticing that every I was focusing on me so much and what I needed and, and different areas I needed healing, which is really good. Um, but it was to the point that I lost focus of the world around me. I lost focus of people out there because I was so focused on me. And it gets to the point even where you think everything revolves around you. If someone else is having a bad day, you think, well, it must be me. It must be because I did this or that when it has nothing to do with you. So I want to challenge you, if if that's you, if you feel like you have really been spotlighting your um, your weaknesses or your perceived failures to really go to God and and say, um, okay, God, tell me the truth. What do I need to know? And for me today, I did a shift at uh, the safe house that I volunteer at. And so I hadn't done that in a long time. And it was so good for me to do something outward, to not ignore my heart or my, the things I'm going through, but to give and to spend time with these ladies who were really going through so much themselves and to do something outward. Um, it was really good. I really felt the Lord's pleasure. And so for some of you, maybe um, you do need to take care of yourself. Maybe you are doing too much ministry. Maybe you are looking too much outward. And sometimes, I know I've done this, when we are looking outward a whole lot, um, we don't want to look at what's going on inside. So we focus on doing everything outward instead of looking, taking care of our own hearts. So being more aware of what's going on, if that makes sense. Um, I'm not saying don't get healing. I'm not saying don't focus on um, what God wants to do in your heart. 
But even while you're doing that, you can go and bless someone. You can give an encouraging word, and it's, it's all good. And then I'm almost done here. Let's see. Oh, okay. Last one is we have this belief that we're not healed up enough to to serve or to go out. So we're we're talking about serving, but I'm also talking about whatever dream is in your heart, whatever God's called you to, uh, whatever that looks at is we're um the sound is coming and God is moving in the earth and there's there's so much going on. So um I know a lot of you carry a lot of dreams in your heart, and so I felt this before, and I've heard others say, well, I, I don't feel like I'm healed up enough to, uh, to do anything or to serve right now. Um, I want to encourage you that most of the time, as you step out of your comfort zone, as you uh, do what God's asked you to do, that's when actually some things are going to come to the surface. That's been my experience that... As I step out of my comfort zone, as I say yes to things, I notice, oh my gosh, I'm feeling inadequate. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that that I didn't feel before. So the, so I want to encourage. So that probably doesn't sound very fun. Like, okay, maybe I won't step out. But all that to say that God is so purposeful. He's so intentional. He's so kind. He's going to heal those things and. Don't let that prevent you from doing what God's called you to do in his timing. If you feel like it's his timing, say yes, because, um, yeah, he's good. He's so good, and he's going to care for your heart. It's, he's going to care for your heart while you're loving and serving others. I love this quote by Paul Young, and he says, God doesn't heal us to use us. He heals us because he loves us, and then he invites us to play. Isn't that good? Yeah, because I think a lot of times I didn't I didn't grow up in the church and so I love all these songs that Todd welcomed into our family and the kids and I I didn't know any of them. Uh but I think they're fun. But for me when I when I became a Christian, I felt like, "Oh, I now he's going to use me." Well, I had already been used and abused and before I became a Christian and I don't really that doesn't feel so good. But he heals us because he delights in us. And then he says, now, look out here. Look, there's a whole world out there for you to encounter. There's a whole uh, world for you to go love and to bring solutions because I love you. I heal you because I, I want you to play. I want to invite you into, um, I want to invite you into play. And, and it is fun. It really is fun. So, um, I want to, uh, bless you, it's 8.30. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for you. Yeah, this is good. Um, also, thinking of, um, as Tan and I have talked about, you know, blessing people out there, but also just practical things here in the church. You're welcome to come ask us, because I, we hear from people, well, we don't even know what do you need. So there are some practical things we do need, but um, if you're part of our connection, we, there's lots of ways to get plugged in and, and lots of ways to bless um, our kids and that type of thing. So I, we want you to feel empowered. We want you to feel a part. We, like Todd said, this isn't to twist your arm at all because that doesn't work at all. Um, I also want to add to, you know, you might say, well, you're a leader. Of course, that's your job. Well, I, I don't think you would say that. 
but let, let me just say that when I did become a Christian at 18, uh, it was at a church that Todd's dad was pastoring, and I remember feeling like, I want to bless my family. I remember being 18. I didn't know anything about kids' worship or children's church or anything because I didn't grow up in church, but I said, I want to help with vacation Bible school. I want to teach the kids. I remember doing this worship event with Todd. I do not sing. I, I help, we helped clean the church most weeks, but there's just something that's, this is my family. I want to bless them. Uh, so uh, we want you to feel that you are a part and that you, you, add, you add to our church. You add value to Blazing Fire. You add value to the world around you. So let me bless you with, uh, yeah, a mom's blessing. Jesus, thank you for each person here tonight, God. I thank you that, that um, they have so much value, that they are yours. And I pray, God, that you would give them courage on the inside, deep, deep courage, God, to go after those things that are in their heart, Give them courage to step out, and um, I'm thinking, I'm seeing some of you even in the grocery store in a coffee shop, just feeling the urge like God's highlighting someone to you, but you feel like, I'm, I might mess up, I might, I might fail. God is going to give you courage on the inside. It's going to be supernatural to go and reach, reach his kids. Thank you, Father. I, I pray for um, each person in here, those that maybe feel like... Um, like there's not enough to go around, that if they say yes to something, that they're going to be missing out. God, would you show them what the exchange is? Would you show them what's on the other side? Father, would you provide for all of their needs? Thank you, Father, that you hold nothing back from each person in here. You're such a good Father. You're so kind. You're so giving. And I thank you that we are one family. We are one church. Jesus, I thank you for the unity that you have created in our hearts as believers, Jesus. Show each person, Father, who they are more and more and what they carry, the value that they carry. Yeah, I thank you, Father. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, I love you guys. So do we have a ministry team? Oh, we do. Okay. So Matt and Carice lead our speaking of awesome ones that uh, love to bless. They lead our prayer ministry uh, team here at Blazing Fire, and uh, I hear they had a great meeting today, and so they would love to bless you and pray for you however you need. Um, So you can come up to the front. Parents, please go get your kids, and yeah, amen.